You are listening to Dear Texas Radio, a program of Dear Texas Read and sponsored by Texas Authors Incorporated. If you would like to ask today's guest author a question, please do so on Twitter using the hashtag DearTexasRadio. However, not all questions will be answered during the show. Now sit back and enjoy listening to today's show and learn about a Texas author and their books. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Jocelyn Irenetta Dion Holiday. 27 letters, one more than the alphabet. We are so glad you joined us to listen to yet another Texas author. And today we're excited because we have an author by the name of Helen Monday. Welcome to the show, Helen. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Can you just start off by just telling our listeners, just a little about yourself. Well, I was uh, born and raised in South Africa, and I, uh, and I was an RN and a midwife in South Africa. And I had a dream when I was 13 about coming to America, and I came to America when I was 21 um, with a suitcase and a guitar, and I... And $1,500, a visa for three months, a ticket for a year, and I traveled to New York and then Canada, but um, growing up in South Africa was wonderful, it was beautiful, the climate was beautiful, and um, my story um, that I wrote, I actually wrote a, a book about my life called My Dream America. And it's a story of hope and strength and struggle and tenacity that started when I was a young girl having a dream about coming to America. And it's about uh, me encountering an AK-47 and coming, uh, traveling through Canada uh, by myself in my car. And today I'm a nursing home administrator and I have been for 36 years. And it's all about my struggles, and um, I was just adamant to come to America. I think God put it in my heart to be here and um, not to be a nurse because I eventually became a nursing home administrator and then later in 2007 wrote my first book called The War Has Ended, But the Memory Lingers On. And that book is about my dad, and he was a spy in World War II. And my parents are from Holland, and my grandfather was a diamond cutter, and my dad's grandfather was, uh, they were born in Indonesia because the Dutch owned Indonesia. And my dad came to South Africa during the war and met my mother, um, who was a Dutch Jew, and they came to South Africa to cut diamonds, but also they were Jewish and heard the rumblings of Hitler and came to South Africa. And then my last book um, that just came out three weeks ago is called The Best of Eve, which is recipes from around the world. And it is a story about my mother, who was a great chef, one of the greatest chefs in our family. So that that's a little about me. 
That's a lot about you. So you're from <laughs> South Africa, and your dream of coming to America began when you were very young. And I know yes. I read during the time you were in South Africa during the apartheid time. Can you tell yes. us about that experience? Well, when you're living in something, you don't really realize it's an experience till you get out of that experience and look back. And so I learned a lot about South Africa and myself when I came to America. We had a, a wonderful life growing up. Um, there were no walls or um, fighting or anything. That all started when I was about 16 years old. And um, now there's it's a very, still a very beautiful country, but there are some challenges that, that go on there. And there is no apartheid anymore. And um, in 1990, I came to America in 1977. And 1990, Mandela was released from prison and then South Africa uh, a year or so after that became... Um, um, apartheid was turned around So There were many atrocities that happened That I never knew about Neither did my family or anyone else Because South Africa Was a police state And you had a lot of secrets We didn't have TV um, We had radio We had TV in 1975 um, And The TV was only at night and so we didn't have a lot of communication of what was going on around us, just about what people wanted us to know. And that happens a lot in communistic countries, but also police states, really controlled by the police. Um, we saw things that we didn't like, that we that upset us, but we never said anything because we were afraid. But... Uh, and all in all, we had a lovely life in South Africa with all its sunshine and um, wonderful climate. We and beautiful flowers and mountains. We had. Um, I learned a lot. So. So wow! So when you came to America, it of course you dreamed about this years ago. And then you came to America with only fifteen hundred dollars. Yep. What was what was that like coming to America? Fifteen hundred dollars? Did you have a place to live? Did you know where you were going? I had no plan, but I did um, arrive. My aunt lived in in New York, but I had no plan. I eventually went to Canada, where my nursing one of my registered nurse friends um, from South Africa went to Canada to live and when she said, come on, we'll travel Canada together. So I went over there and when I arrived in Vancouver, she was pregnant and went back to England. And so I, here I was stuck 11,000 miles away from home and, and not much money in my pocket. So I bought a little 1967 Datsun and I first went on a little camping trip with a little bit of money I had on a bus with several people through the Canadian Rockies all the way to Calgary and then back again. And uh, when I bought my car, I actually um, traveled 
three times through the Rockies. I, I worked in the Rockies. I picked fruit in the in the Okanagan Valley, and I tried to do strawberries, but strawberries were they're too low on the ground, and I'm a tall girl. So um, and then eventually I ran out of money, and I drove back to Vancouver and sat in a great restaurant called Denny's and um, tried to sell my car. So I sat there and had some coffee and all night long, and eventually I sold my car and had enough money to buy a ticket to fly to Florida. I had $60 over when I arrived in Gainesville, Florida. And um, my stepbrother was working there for a year, but I couldn't get to work in Florida, so I had sent my nursing papers from South Africa. There was a tiny, teeny little ad in South Africa, a nursing magazine from Texas, from Houston, an agency, and they said what a nurse was wanted. And but at that time in the 70s, no one was looking for foreign nurses like they do now. And I called them from Florida, and they said, I said, can you get me, do you have my papers? They said, yes. I said, can you get me a job anywhere with a visa, working visa? Because I don't, I want to see America, but I don't have money. So they got me a job in Big Spring, Texas, and that was great. I arrived in Odessa with no money, just a suitcase and my guitar, and some people picked me up, and I went to Big Spring, and I stayed in one of the little barracks there. Had many challenges, many, many challenges, because I had to get a driver's license and a car eventually with money. And So over the years, in 1993, I brought my mother and my sister and my two nieces and my brother-in-law over um, to America, and they live now. They all live now in Jensen and are Americans. I became an American in 1983, and my mother became an American in 1993. In, in, um, um, she died in 2006, but she became an American a few years before that, uh, 2004. So um, it was an adventure, yes. So you came to America by yourself, and then you brought your family over? Yes, they were 13 years on the waiting list. So, you know, you have, if, you, if you come in the right way to America, you have to wait. And um, every time there's a load of people that come in, they push more people back. So they waited. They were 13 years on the waiting list. It was a long time. And, uh, yes, I was by myself. Um, I eventually married, and I stayed was married for 15 years at that time, and um, and um, I got a stepson. He was two. He's now in his 40s. He lives in Dallas as well now. So, and wow, you have a very interesting story, and I hate to interrupt you because I am really interested in this traveling. But we need to take a brief break, and we will be right back. Okay. Headlines. Cryptocurrency vultures are circling around failing governments. Darknet predators are rushing to market with their newest digital product. They promise economic salvation, even as they coupon clip straight from your digital wallet. The newest techno-thriller installment from Breakfield and Berkey, The Enigma Source, 
Book 10 of the Enigma series continues the combat of cyber good guys versus cyber thugs set in today's digital landscape. Do you love to read great new ebooks? Visit ebg247.com. Be the first to discover the next bestseller. At ebg247, we have the web's largest selection of great new book reads, from that amazing new fiction or nonfiction to horror, romance, and fantasy. We even have today's best children's books. That's ebg247.com. New books arrive daily, and all ebooks start at just 99 cents. If you love to read, then you'll love ebg247. Com. Low prices, large selection, and an easy-to-use website. It's all only at ebg247.com. Have you ever thought what you would do if you had to put your life on hold to parent your parents? Charlotte Cannon has lived the journey caring for three parents with dementia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's. Her book, You Have to Laugh to Keep from Crying, How to Parent Your Parents, is a survival guide for adult children caring for aging seniors. Her book is available at books.txauthors.com, Amazon, or your favorite bookstore. Howdy, I'm John Cruder, the Midnight Marauder. I guess you might say that I'm a vigilante who writes the wrongs I see along my many travels to balance the scales of justice especially those of the corrupt and murderous members of the town council of Bandera, Texas. You can follow my many adventures in a series of Midnight Marauder books written by Roy Clinton on Amazon.com and TopWesterns.com. Or, if you prefer, listen to my adventures in audiobook form by downloading them from Audible.com or iTunes. This is R. William James, the voice of the Midnight Marauder. Texas Authors is proud to be a supporter of IndieBeacon.com, a website that supports indie authors from around the world. If you are looking for help with marketing or getting published, IndieBeacon.com can assist you. Years of experience by the founder is available to any indie author looking for help. IndieBeacon.com, a place for creative souls to find help in marketing their creations. You are listening to Dear Texas Radio, a program of Dear Texas Read and sponsored by Texas Authors Incorporated. If you would like to ask today's guest author a question, please do so on Twitter using the hashtag Dear Texas Radio. However, not all questions will be answered during the show. Now sit back and enjoy listening to today's show and learn about a Texas author and their books. Hello and welcome back to the show. Again, I am your host, Jocelyn Arenetta Dion Holiday, and we are interviewing a Texas author by the name of Helen Monday. And she's all the way from South Africa to Texas. And I know we left off talking about how you got to Texas and your journey and your adventures, and it has been very interesting. And I know you have a book entitled My Dream America. Is that book all based on your story on how you got over here? Yes, it is. Yes. <clears throat> it's all about how I got here. Um, 
So it's it's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble's website. Okay. So if anyone wants to know more about your story, they can go to My Dream America and they can hear all about your adventures. Also, I read you met a president. Which president did you meet? President Carter. So I, you know, I was I didn't have a job at the time and I I was asked if I could run the President Carter's campaign in Central Texas and I I was like, well, sure. And um you know, I, I said sure, but I had no idea what I was saying sure about. And it was a very great adventure and he came to Waco to TSTI, which is TSTC right now. And um, and the the White House plane came, and I worked with the White House press, and I learned a lot because I learned a lot about myself. I learned that I could do more than nurse, that I could um, work with people and coordinate and write things that I didn't think I could. So you should you should always say yes, and then learn about it. Wow, that is amazing. And I know you have written several books, but your newest book that was just released a few weeks ago, The Best of Eve, can you tell our listeners more about The Best of Eve and the recipes? So The Best of Eve is recipes from around the world, and it is also on Amazon. And if you go to my website, Helen Monday dot com then you can see all three books and read about them but um this is in memory of my mother her name was Eva but her friends um called her Eve affectionately called her Eve later on and she always wanted a red and white kitchen and she loved to cook bake and experiment with herbs and spices she loved liqueurs working with them and uh, cooking any recipe from all around the world. So these aren't recipes she wrote. These are recipes she used, and she liked to entertain. And um, in the book, it starts off with a short story about my mother, a few pages. And then it talks about uh, metrics, let's go metric. And... um, and it's a time-saving reference because there's a lot of recipes sometimes that have pounds and and then metrics. So it's and then it's got dessert first. You always have to have dessert first, and that's um, one of one of the recipes in dessert is fruit cake from South Africa. It's a South African recipe where the fruit is cut up really really small, um, and then there's um, there's some recipes from India, um, pistachio halva, and cardamom nut ice cream. Um, then there are appetizers and snacks, and for example, brandied prunes or orange apricots and mincemeat, and soups and salads, spinach salad with sweets and sour dressing, just that's just one of many, and vegetables, Bombay potatoes, that's from India, and pastas, quick lasagna, and then under meats, there's lots of recipes as well, but one of the recipes is biltong, 
which is a South African, um, it's beef jerky, but it's South African dried meat, and it's a different way, a little slightly different way of processing than the beef jerky bacon and cheese tart. There's a meat recipe called babuti, and that is a very good recipe, South, uh, national South African dish, babuti. And it's made with uh, ground meat and uh, mashed potatoes. It's got a little bit of curry in it. Um, it's very delicious. You also have chicken masaka, which is Greek. And then then there's Let's Go Fishing, the seafood um, spectacular and curried pickled fish, which can be eaten cold. Uh, most people in South Africa eat curried pickled fish cold. And there's egg recipes and bread recipes with buttermilk rusks. Rusks are South African uh, hard. It's a, it's a South African favorite. It's a hard, dry, crunchy biscuit served uh, with a nice cup of hot tea or coffee. And then there's there's a, a recipe called fat cook, which means fat cake in Afrikaans. And um, that's a fried cake. And then there's uh, recipes for full of spirits, which has sangria and all kinds of spirits are used. There's sauces and dips, mango and ch- mango chutney. And so that's uh, the best of Eve, and it's on Amazon. Wow, and that sounds like a lot of good different recipes. And I know Christmas is coming up, so that sounds like a great way to experiment on all the different recipes of the best of Eve. It sounds very interesting. And yeah. recipes from everywhere. So have you visited all over the world? I know you mentioned India. Have you been to India? I have never been to India, but we have a lot of Indians in South Africa because Indians were brought to South Africa to help grow sugarcane. They are now business people in South Africa. But so there's a lot of influence in the food in in South Africa with curries, all different curries. And um, I visited Australia, New Zealand, and of course Canada and America, England, and 14 countries in Europe. But and that brings me like to my dad's book, which is "The War Has Ended, But the Memory Lingers On," and that's a Dutch um, Netherlands. My dad was from the Netherlands, like my mother, and. He was a spy in World War Two, so um, there is a picture of the fairy swordfish on the front of the book, which is a, a plane that the Canadians and the Royal Navy, Dutch Royal Navy, and the British used from 1938 to 1947. But my dad was a spy. He he actually war break broke out as he finished the Navy and. Um, he was asked to go and see how to degorse um, ships because the, the Germans were degorsing their ships and the ships weren't being blown up. But degorsing means it's demagnetizing a ship's hull, electric equipment by means of electric coils. 
which are visible to any magnetic detector like magnetic mines and so they remove the magnetic field making the hulls of the ships less vulnerable for being blown up so he got on had to learn how to cook and get on this german boat and went into germany to find out and he did he brought the information back to holland and he was actually awarded the victory cross which is the Bronze Cross here in in the States. So Queen Wilhelmina in Holland gave him that. And so this is a story, a five-year story of conflict in the presence of an oppressive situation and um, the anti-German struggle in the Netherlands. Um the Germans were very well equipped, and so the Dutch had, and the rest of Europe had to really catch up with them. And um, anyway, I'm sure it was very difficult. Um, but then he helped smuggle the Jews out of Holland, and with his brother. His brother's a twin. I mean, his brother was a twin, and his brother was picked up by the. Germans and put in a concentration camp for three years, and he was he he was okay. And then my dad, which he struggled and which was a terrible thing, but my dad's boat was picked up by the British, and they blindfolded them onto the British soil, and until um, they could find out exactly who they were. The British taught them how to navigate these fairy swordfish, the plane that I described at the front of this story. So there were three men trained to, nav- to navigate the fairy swordfish. And they'd fly them into the North Atlantic where it was rough and have extreme weather conditions. And he, that's, that's that story of that book. Wow. And I know The Best of Eve was just released. Do you have anything in the works right now, anything upcoming? I, the book, My Dream America, when everybody read it, they wanted more. So I'm working on a book called um, Before and After the Dream. So I'm hoping to finish that um, more in the beginning of the first few months of the year. Okay, and then also, do you have any upcoming events or one last word of advice you may want to give to our listeners today? Uh, Don't let go of your dreams, no matter how old you are. Do it. So if you want to write, write. If you want to travel, travel. Um, And just work hard at whatever you do, and you'll get what you need and what you want. And um, love the Lord. There you go. And um, and my books are on Amazon. Okay. And I know you said your website was HelenMonday.com, right? Yeah, so it's Helen, H-E-L-E-N-M. U-N-D-A-Y, Emma's in Mother, U-N-D-A-Y.com. Okay, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today, Helen. You have a very interesting story, a great journey. 
Keep sharing your story. Keep writing and encouraging others. And your books are also available at books.txauthors.com. That's books.txauthors.com. Again, it has been a pleasure speaking with you today. Keep writing, keep living, and keep dreaming. Again, I am your host, and we have just interviewed Ms. Helen Monday. Thank you, and be blessed. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Dear Texas Radio, where we encourage everyone to drop everything and read a great book by a Texas author. More information about this show or any of our shows from the past years can be found at radio.deartexas.info. That's radio.deartexas.info. I'm Randy James, your announcer for Dear Texas Radio. 